the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to another episode of The Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. This is episode 326, our Easter episode, Tuesday the 7th of April 2015. My name is Edwin Herman and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Brett King and shuffling there in the background, Ben Sonko. Hey, why do I get the shuffling label? It's not me. Oh, was that Brett? Sorry. I think it was... <laughs> Sorry, Brett, you're the shuffler. Yeah, no, it's Ben now. That was a perfectly good <laughs> intro, I reckon. Now I'm going to be tarred for life. As like, if anyone Googles my name, it's going to be the dirty shuffler. It's like, oh man, didn't even shuffle. <laughs> didn't even shuffle. Oh, you're a crack up. All right, so look, um, but you're right. It wasn't you. Uh, do I do I have to do this whole thing again, or should we just roll with it? <laughs> uh, you got to start from scratch. Well, I like do the first episode again. Yeah. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> you, you want me to uh, do Ben shuffles. We can't, you can't have that ruining the whole thing. We all right. Start, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again without Ben shuffling. Here we go. Uh, let's it's, keep all this in. Let's <laughs> 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 start. Do you want to keep it or should we do it again? Keep it all in. Well, we do it again and put in the bloopers. Let people see behind the velvet curtain. Go on, Ed. Show them, show them behind this is a, the This is curtain. an entirely transparent polyurethane shower curtain we use on this show. We, don't, we, we have no time for velvet. Oh, that's so true. All right, uh, no holds barred. So here we go. Let's uh, bring in our first story. The first story I've got for you is, and I hope you watched the video, is a guy who's built a camera using a Game Boy plus some other parts that takes photos in 8-bit and prints them onto a thermal printer on the whole device, which is in the shape of a gun, and you pull the trigger to take the photo. What do you think? Well, basically, he's taken a, a Game Boy and the Game Boy printer, which is what the little dot matrix printer he's already got mm-hmm. there is. With a Game Boy camera and With an Arduino and optical relays and a long-life battery. Indeed. So he's put all of the actual Game Boy bits together, put a... Arduino board to control the whole thing and he has well, decided that he'll mount it in the shape of a gun. <laughs> but it is really just putting all those things together in a way that by pulling a trigger it takes a picture and processes it and prints it all out all in one go. 8-bit picture. Yep. Cool, huh? Well, I, I, I it, <laughs> You're not going to get a higher resolution picture, picture out of a Game Boy camera. <laughs> ben, what did you say? You thought I it, thought it? I thought it printed it and then shot it at somebody really fast. No, <laughs> he no, could no, probably no. adapt the the device to do that. No. Did you see the guy that made a paper really. gun? You'd have to who, produce who? an entire set of robotics to rip the little bit of thermal paper off the printer, roll it up, and then load it into something and. Poof it out. Oh, I'm sure you could do that. That's not going to be something that is easy to carry around. Gee. Ben, what did you say? You said, did you, did <laughs> I see? Have you seen the paper dart gun? Oh, I heard about it. I haven't seen the video. Have you seen? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, oh, I must, I must watch that. 
Does did this remind you of that? Uh, yeah, uh, well, just when I said that it would shoot it out, the paper dart gun takes like a ream of paper, folds it into a dart, and then shoots the dart oh, out. It actually folds it. Yeah, yeah, it does the full folding. Oh, and that is cool. Okay, I'm. Is yeah, it something you can carry cool. around in your hand? It's yeah, you'd hold it. It's quite big, but you'd definitely hold it. Can you it's buy one? Awesome. Um, the guy made it. Um, he should nah, sell I those. It, yeah, I think it's just like this one, Ed. It's another backyard hacking project. Yeah, but I think that one, more so than this one, they're both cool, but I think the Dart one, he could sell a lot of units, I think. Well, you couldn't sell a lot of units of this one because the... You need Game Boys. Yeah. Our original Game Boys are, are... Well, they're not hard to come by, but, you know, there is a limited supply. Yeah. The Game Boy printer is hard to come by, and the Game Boy camera is hard to come by, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, it's kind of cool, I thought. It's kind of not really that useful, but it's just... Well, it's not useful at all, but it's, you know, an example of somebody who had some stuff, got bored and decided to see what he could do with it. Mm, hack some stuff together. Yeah. Well, shall we shuffle on to the next story then? Oh, uh, <laughs> we should delete this episode for that. <laughs> Well, around April Fool's Day, about a week ago, Google had, I don't know if it was related, but Google had released the ability to play Pac-Man on Street View, superimposed on on the streets. (laughs) That's cool. So you can play Pac-Man in Wellington. Yeah. Now, I I gave it a go, and there are certain parts Wellington won't accept. It'll say there aren't enough streets here, but you move to somewhere else where there are, and away you go, and you're playing Pac-Man on the streets of Wellington or wherever you want to. Have you tried playing Pac-Man on the streets outside your house, Ed? No, but I should. That would be cool. Let your kids play Pac-Man on the streets outside your house. Yeah, and then we could look out the window and watch those giant things go past. Indeed. You could wave to Mr. Pac-Man. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Because this came out on April Fool's Day, a lot of people thought it was a prank and people would say, yeah, yeah, what day is it? But no, it's real. I I, I tell you, it's real. And it's cool. It's it's a little bit like Snake. It reminds me of Snake and YouTube. Did you go into Street View and do the 3D mode? No, but would, would, would it? Wow. It I was first-person shooter and you were playing as Pac-Man. It was awesome. No, you're joking. Yeah. That, ah, right, gotcha. But that <laughs> would be cool. That would be really cool. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> first-person shooter of Pac-Man would be quite boring, though, because all it would be is... You seeing a whole heap of dots coming right towards you and then your giant yellow mouth closing over them. But that's okay. Until you ran over a cherry and then it would be trying to find and run at something. What do the <laughs> cherries do? They make they the ghosts. Superpower. Yeah, they make the oh. ghosts defeatable. No, so no, that's, no, that's the, the power-ups. That's those corner power-up things. Oh, they just, they're just bonus then, bonus. Um, oh, okay. All right, just points. Points, yeah. Okay. That, that's the word, that thing that you want, the score. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, there you go. I, I don't know if it's still uh, the case now, but if you want to give it a go, just go to Street View, bottom left corner, you'll see a Pac-Man icon, click on that, and you're away. All right, so that's Pac-Man. One final story. Oh, we should really make this a New Zealand story, so we'll come back right after this. Welcome back. And this is the New Zealand section of the show. 
I am so not surprised. The story is this. Lightbox has dropped its prices in response to Netflix pricing plan announcement. Well, of course. To remain competitive, they had to. This is so typical. Yeah. You know, charge whatever you want. And then when competition comes in, uh, okay, we need to drop our prices. Yeah, but we don't know how much of a hit they're taking to do it. Because remember, the reason they have to drop their prices is because Netflix does not have to charge GST and isn't charging GST. Isn't it? Really? No. Whereas Lightbox is charging GST because Lightbox is a New Zealand company and must charge GST. Whereas Netflix does not have to charge GST. I think the government's talking about changing the law to force GST on online purchases. But I wonder if if that would apply to this. But surely Netflix is a New Zealand company. It's not. No, they'll, they'll spin up one, but um, no, well, they haven't. No, even they won't even one. do that. They're, yeah. they're, a, they're only kind of. But where? How would they make the money? Is in Australia. How so, would they so, make the money in the local market if they don't have a bank account? I suppose you could do it through PayPal or some other. Thing. Or credit. Well, this is the thing. I think what Brett's saying is they're operating out of Australia. Is that right? Brett? But then there must be they they have to be charging Australian GST, so it's the same. No, as far as I'm aware, they're not charging any GST whatsoever because well, they're trading out of America, not out of any of the. Oh, local, I, th- I thought you said they are just Australian. offering a service to these tailored to these local countries. Okay, I see. But it's all coming from America. Okay, but we're paying American sales tax, which might be less, but it's probably still half of GST, seven percent. I mean, you know, when I procure services out of the UK, I'm still paying VAT. And that's more. That's fi- Well, sorry, it was more at the time. It was 15. Uh, no, it is more, 17%, 17 and a half. Mm. So they're still paying something, but yeah, I yeah, take your point. they're not though, paying it to New Zealand, and sure. it's not 15% GST added on top of a service. Interesting. I that, See, that I didn't know. and uh, Obviously, you haven't read all of the articles uh, <laughs> about no, Netflix. No, you're right. Because there was a big thing, massive story in it about the fact that Netflix was not charging GST and was not going to have to charge GST. Well, yeah, anyway, Lightbox, Lightbox is... In- does have to charge GST. Yeah. It is charging GST. So we have no idea what sort of hit Lightbox might actually be taking to... Mm. Make drop their prices to be yeah that's true now Lightbox were charging fifteen a month and they have announced the price drop down to twelve ninety nine mm-hmm. yeah so that's it that's the show right that was pretty well, short and sweet the other thing to mention about Netflix Ed is a lot of people have discovered that when you sign up to Netflix New Zealand all you're getting is a Netflix account and if you then change your VPN to say that you're somewhere else, your Netflix account mirrors that change. Oh, is that right? So you could get a New Zealand Netflix account and use one of the VPN services that makes it seem like you're in America and suddenly you've got access to all the American Netflix content. Oh, is that Switch right? Switch it to Europe and you've got access so to it's not Europe tied Netflix to the- It is a single Netflix account. So it's, it's not, not tied to, to the, the account itself. So it's not tied to the account. It's tied to the. It's uh, tied to the location you're coming from. I'd love to know what they do if you're coming from an IP that has no GOIP, you know, no known GOIP source country. Mm. I wonder what the IPs like that anymore. Well, it's going to become more common because now you can buy slash 24s from um, various internet um, registrars because we've got so little IPv4 address space available. 
So the portability of IP numbers is even it's even more portable now than it ever has been in the past, and at a much more at a much finer level. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a lot more potential for the geolocation stuff to get it wrong. I mean, they probably have a default, which is perhaps new US, but mm. the, the default is probably to allow you to be whatever you're saying it is. So when you get your account, I'm sure the account will be set to like it'll default to wherever you bought it from, and then if you change it the way that Brett says, then that would just carry on being that one, I assume. Maybe. It's probably just a, just the account well, setting. What I didn't know was, as Brett just explained, that it works that way. I thought when you sign up to Netflix New Zealand, that your account, if you like, is marked as being New Zealand. And that even I, if you went overseas, as well, when it was when it was announced they were coming here, but it, yeah. from all of the reports that I've read so far, it appears that no, if you sign up for a New Zealand Netflix account and then use a VPN service to make it look like you're coming from Europe, you will get the Europe Netflix offerings. So presumably, if you also moved to Europe, you, you then would you would get the Europe Netflix offerings. Yeah, okay, interesting. Mm. And it makes sense because Netflix would never trying to attack people that were using the service. Like they, they basically said it was okay without saying it was okay. Well, that's um, the thing. Their, their obligation, remember, is to the content providers who have chosen to limit it in this way. They're not the ones. They're, they're being, that's part of their contract. Same with I, when iTunes started. It was exactly the same thing. And just like the CEO of Netflix said they want to offer the same content across the globe, Steve Jobs said the very same thing way back in the early days of iTunes. Mm. Same with DRM as well. We want to offer DRM-free content. They want to do that. They, of course, Netflix and Apple in, in the same were in the same boat in that they were tied to certain restrictions yes. from the content providers. Mm. And yeah, and so they have. I think there's a certain amount of onus on them to uh, what do you call it to enforce that policy. But they're certainly, as you said, Ben, they're not going. They don't. And Netflix has demonstrated this, they weren't bending over backwards to sort of hunt people down who were... Well, it would have actually been very problematic because if you, you know, you get your account suspended and then you go and buy a new account and you find that, oh no, your account's actually in a suspended state and you end up in this weird sort of limbo, it's, they don't want that. So, if and at the end of the day, if, if they're basically selling everything out of the states, then they don't really care if they make the sale in the states or overseas. It's all the same deal. Mm, that's um, true, yeah. So they don't really care. No, but as I say, they do have an obligation to the content providers as part of their contracts with them. Yeah, mm. but they don't. But there's, they're basically in a situation where they realise that they can't really. There's no, there's no benefit to them enforcing it, and no one can really like force them to enforce it. Well, the content providers could, if they were. But it gets pretty tricky. I mean, the only people that are actually using it are people that are using services that deliberately do that. And then to try and tackle these services is pretty difficult. Oh, yeah, okay, exactly. And that's what I mean. Yeah. That they weren't bending over backwards. But, you know, I, I guess if if there was an easy way to detect it or if there were a certain group of users that were known to be doing it and that the content providers had found them, they may they could easily put pressure on Netflix and say, look, these, these people here are not from country A, they're from country B, you need to enforce the uh, our agreement. And, and and they may do it that way. But they certainly wouldn't bend over backwards, exactly. I, I agree with you. So anyway, there we have it. Is, is that all on Netflix and Lightbox, we want to say? Really, it was about the price drop on, of Lightbox, but is there anything else to say? Or is that no. it? All right. Well, shall we end episode 326 there then? Why not? Why not? All right. We'll shuffle along. Thank you very much. That was episode 326 of The Boys of Tech. 
Ben and Brett, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Ed. All right, and uh, we'll do it again next time. Until then, have yourselves a fantastic week, short week. See you next time. Goodbye. Ciao.